Hello there, Rabbi. Good evening, Joe. So it's that time of year, and we all know and love it. It's Purim time. We just had the holiday, and we had uh, at the temple. I volunteered along with all the brotherhood to uh, participate in the Purim carnival a little late because the holiday was in the middle of the week. And the groggers are always a big hit with the kids. And I always find it interesting to try to explain to the kids what the groggers symbolize. Because every once in a while, somebody would ask me. And, uh, you know, okay, the graphic details of having someone's neck stat while they're hung didn't seem like the appropriate message for little children. And that got me to thinking about all the other aspects of religion. I, of course, was raised Catholic. And so the Stations of the Cross were firmly punctuated in my mind, scourging and beatings and nails and crowns of thorns and so forth and so on. And then throughout all of the biblical teachings, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do we teach our children these horrible stories as an example of what to do to avoid God's wrath? What about the positive images of religion and all the things we're trying to accomplish? Where does all this fit together? So who else to go to but the rabbi? You really hit on, throughout my career, there's always been a question, do we Disneyize, if that's a word, what our holidays and our observances, and do we try to clean them up because we're afraid of hurting the kids' feelings or we don't want to expose them to something? And I've always wrestled with that because the reason things were put in was several, several, several different reasons. One would be real, the real world. Bad things do happen. And the ability to handle any kind of event comes from being exposed to that event. I find that the best individuals for the military happen to be boys and girls who become men and women who are raised on farms. Having an understanding of life and death and having an understanding of following orders, so to speak, of you're raising chickens. What are we, why are we raising them? Well, when they stop laying eggs, they now become soup. And the same thing with our other animals. There's a purpose behind it. There's a cycle. And children who have contact with that do much better in bad situations because they see this is part of a cycle. This is events that are happening. And so I think partially an answer would be we're not doing our kids a service by cleaning up the descriptions of Lot's wife turning to salt. We don't have to teach it to the kids to make them petrified or afraid or God's wrath will get them. Though I would like to tell the kids that if they don't listen to the rabbi, they'll be turned into a pillar of salt. I think that would be a good thing. But I think if we put them where the authors wanted them would be better than trying to Disneyize them or pretend they don't exist or just ignore them. So are we homogenizing the stories as time goes by or should we turn our eyes back to biblical prophets and punishments? 
You know, you said you homogenized. I use the word Disneyized. The reason I use Disneyized is because of Grimm's Fairy Tales. All of the Disney productions, well, a good deal of them, are from the Grimm brothers and other writers of that period. And the message was all the same, stay on the path or something bad might happen. And I'm gonna tell you the story of Little Red Cap, Little Red Riding Hood, and she deviated from the path. I'm gonna tell you about Snow White. I'm gonna tell you about Rumpelstiltskin. I'm gonna tell you all these things. And there's an element of scary or horror because how else can we convey you're better off staying on the path. Now, we don't want to do what some of our churches do and use them to manipulate, to control. That's not what the authors were doing. That wasn't the intent of what we're talking about. These were events to demonstrate, to show, to teach us that by not following the commandments, by not staying on the path, these things can happen. And if they're not graphic, then there isn't any lesson involved. And look about smoking. For years, now we have people on television taking out their teeth, showing their trachea tubes. We're, we're showing what happens when you smoke. But for years, the message was, oh, it's not good for you, don't smoke. This, that didn't work. However, what we're being seen is not made up, it's not pretend, it's an outcome. And I think that was the goal, Joe. So the natural parent's instinct to protect your children may not always be the best one, especially when you're trying to teach them about consequences. I think you'd have to keep your eye on the prize. What is your goal? If your goal truly is to protect, then you want to teach your children how to deal with what is. Not having them exposed isn't protecting them because when the events happen, it's a catastrophe. The, an odd example, the house I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts, Coolidge Corner, was a Barry Levinson movie, which outside of Baltimore, not a lot of people watch Barry Levinson. In the house I grew up in, my, my maternal grandmother died, my paternal grandfather died, my aunt, my mother's sister died in the house, my mother died in the house. And so by living with these events, what happened to me? I became a hospice chaplain. I was a chaplain with a fire company. I'm, I'm a rabbi and I was a chaplain in a psychiatric hospital because these events felt comfortable, not in the sense of, oh, this is great. Oh, this is, oh, look, somebody's done. No, that's ridiculous. My parents didn't try to quote, protect me. This is life. And then it's, you're able to deal with what's going on. And so part of what we're doing with the biblical stories is things happen to people. And whether it's metaphor or, or true, there are volcanoes, there are earthquakes, there's plague. We just got out of the plague. All these things happen. And scripture gives us these examples. And again, it's not to control and punish, because if you're doing that, then you're abusing and using the system for your own power and control. It's how do we teach? It's best to stay on the path. I'm not talking about scared straight, because that doesn't work. Much more a matter of 
the natural course of things that happen. And I think we lose that, that idea. Well, I know one idea I don't want to lose, Rabbi, it is talking to you and learning more every day. Thank you so much. And so stay on well, the path and uh, go Red Sox. Absolutely, because being a Red Sox fan teaches you hope and patience. Because every season through my entire life, it comes down to the last game and hence the blow socks. And you learn to live with disappointment. And that's my point. <laughs>